Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, December 8th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest on how Congress is going to raise the debt limit. Number two, an interesting dynamic to watch among congressional Republican leaders. And number three, Chuck Schumer's bid to get the Build Back Better Act passed before the end of the year. All right, Jake, let's get into it. We have been covering every twist and turn in the debt limit uh, debate, uh, but it appears to be on a fast track now to actually, you know, Congress appears to be doing their job and actually going to be passing it here before by the end of the week, if not early next week. Yeah, so yes, that's true. So last night the House passed... Uh, this fast track procedure that delays Medicare cuts and also sets up the debt limit, um, the debt limit uh, uh, process, a 51 vote process in the Senate. So this is going to unfold kind of over the next week here. Um, let's explore two dynamics, Anna. I think it's it's good to uh, it's about time to do that. Um, number one, the rifts in the Senate Republican conference here, and number two, how the House Republican leadership. Uh, handled all this. So pretty significant, Anna, that Mitch McConnell's in favor of the strategy. John Thune's backing him. So is John Cornyn, Roy Blunt, Roger Wicker, but then draw a thick red line. Uh, John Barrasso's undecided. So is Joni Ernst, Rob Portman, and Rick Scott. Seems like he'll be a no. I think Portman will come around. Um, Pretty interesting, right, Anna? Yeah, I mean, I think what's what's going to be very interesting here is to get this, uh, you know, kind of gimmick, and I, I'm going to call it a gimmick. I, I do think it is, right? Republicans are finding a way forward on a procedural motion to allow a one-time vote to raise the debt limit with 51 votes instead of that 60-vote threshold. It's a gimmick because it's, you know why it's a, I'll, I'll back you up on this, Anna. It's, a, it's really a gimmick because it, this doesn't solve anything any of the larger issues about the debt limit. Like I tried, I asked, I tried to ask McConnell this yesterday, but like the debt limit is still a mess. I'm not suggesting they get rid of it, but like it's a gimmick because we're going to be in this position again at some point in the next year, but I, or in the next two years. Anyway, that'll be Kevin McCarthy's problem. So, or maybe, maybe it'll be Kevin McCarthy's problem if you're a betting man. Uh, but so let's so like when you look at that, right, this is why I think you really have this rift. You have Mitch McConnell, who's basically trying to find a way path forward if and it appears that they're going to find the votes in the Senate to do this procedural you know, motion. Then they kind of kick the can down until after the election. But McConnell, this isn't clean, right? It isn't like he can just go to some of his loyal uh, kind of foot soldiers. You, I, I think of somebody like a Mitt Romney, Republican from Utah, normally a safe leadership alley. Rich, Richard Shelby, re- retiring Republican from Alabama. Dan Sullivan, Republican from Alaska. You know, they aren't necessarily a shoe in to vote for this. And so you not only have this kind of division in the top leadership ranks of the Senate Republican uh, conference in terms of who's going to back McConnell in this and who might not, but then you also have some of those rank and file where it's going to be tough for him to find the actual numbers, uh, you know, to get that 10. I think he'll get the 10, but you make a good point here. Like, you, you can't, he's not digging in. The reason he really can't or he's not easily able, I mean, he can if he wanted to, I suppose. Uh, the reason he's not easily able to dig in to these leadership allies is because a lot of people, like, 
I mean, McConnell said he wasn't going to do this. <laughs> you know, McConnell said he wasn't going to allow a, um, and, and I don't think we have this in the newsletter right now, but perhaps we should. Like McConnell said he wasn't going to allow an accommodation for Democrats to raise the debt ceiling. He is. You know, I mean, Democrats are raising the debt ceiling. Uh, Republicans are ra- are helping raise the debt ceiling, rather. And um, like you could you could spin it any way you want. I, I don't really whatever it is what it is. But um, and I think people are just like, listen, I like Mitch. I think he's doing, you know, it is what it is. But I'm not they're not going to light their hair on fire. But he said he's he wasn't going to do this. And 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 I already took a crap vote before i'm not going to take a crap vote again and and one other thing on this anna then we'll move on to kevin mccarthy um one other thing important to think about is um the future of the senate republican conference you have john thune and um you have the the johns we call them thune barrasso and cornyn thune and cornyn are gonna vote for this i mean thune has said so it's funny when he says it he's like he's like you know being like, yeah, yeah, I guess I'm going to get there. You know, so he's not very... Um, he's not enthusiastic. He's not hyped that. about this. Let's put it that way. Um, and Barat- and and Cornyn is just like, yeah, you know, Democrats are going to lift it. I mean, Cornyn's not up. I think Cornyn won in 2018, right? Um, and so he's not up for a couple of years. And, and plus, I mean, I think Cornyn has proven pretty popular in Texas. So he's, I don't think he has a problem on this. Let's move on to the number two story, because this is what we're going to kind of shift into this, which is really, I think, the important thing here which to watch, which is, you know, it's a very punchable news uh, kind of riff in the morning newsletter, which is really looking at this dynamic of Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy. And this is a leadership dynamic that, yes, they've both been in leadership for, for a bit, but we it's rare that we kind of explore this newer relationship between how those two two, which don't have a ton in common, aren't close personal friends, you know, don't have, haven't, you know, it's not, it's not even as if, you know, probably Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi have had more legislative deal making over the years than Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, McConnell and McCarthy don't have a deep relationship. I mean, I think they're fine. Um, McConnell and McCarthy had a meeting on Thursday uh, last about this, and McConnell wanted to attach this to the NDAA. He thought it was quicker. He thought it was easier, you know, and I and and McCarthy said no. I mean, McCarthy wanted to spare the NDAA. He he thinks it has a lot of good um, a lot of good policy wins and um, didn't want to muddle that. So all that said, um, McCarthy said no. That he forced McConnell to switch tracks. I mean, it, it's just kind of interesting to see that McCarthy was McCarthy didn't have a preferred strategy. He didn't care about which way they went. He just said, "Listen, you can't do this on the NDAA." Um, and listen, McConnell's two goals was to have Democrats vote for this and to have Democrats specify a dollar amount. He won those two things. So. Those are two relatively big um, uh, gets for McConnell, and, and it, it just gives a peek into how McConnell and McCarthy work. I mean, McCarthy, all you could say a lot about Kevin McCarthy, he's not a policy wonk. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm, that's not a criticism, but McCar- McConnell has a lot more experience in legislative deal-making and sleights of hand and strategy, and, and interesting to see McConnell and McCarthy deal like this. 
Yeah, and I also just think, I mean, when you like look, step back a little bit, right? It's interesting to see McCarthy kind of stand up and say, no, like I'm not going to, we're not just going to like take what the Senate wants to do here and, and and do it, right? And I think when you look at the vote last night in the House on the NDAA, it did pass overwhelmingly, right? 363 to 70 um, and a stunning 194 Republicans. That's right, 194. Um, back the measure. I mean, that's only 19 Republicans voting no against the NDA. So clearly there was an appetite among his conference and knowing his conference, which is one thing I think, you know, McCarthy does really well, you know, wanted to vote for this. And if they had stuck it with this debt limit vote, it probably would have, you know, lost a ton of those votes because a lot of Republicans on the House wouldn't have voted for it. So, you know, I mean, you know, in this round, McCarthy kind of gets what he needed for the backing of his conference. And then also the debt limit raises, you know, is going to be raised and they don't have to vote for that. So it's it's an interesting thing to watch in this dynamic, particularly, I think, as you look towards the post-November 2022 uh, era where you know, I think most folks think McCarthy will likely be the next speaker and how that relationship between McCarthy and McConnell or, you know, McCarthy and whoever is going to be the next kind of leaders in the Senate are we we will focus so much more on than we have, you know, over the past year or so. Yeah. Uh, and and McCarthy, frankly, is a um, is somebody who who will have to get a little bit more comfortable with some of this some of the strategy and, and maybe McConnell's somebody that'll help him out on that. All right, let's move on quickly to the number three story of the morning. Schumer pressing for the Build Back Better vote by Christmas. But is it really doable? I mean, it's Chuck Schumer has basically been a broken record here every day pushing, you know, that they he wants to do the BBB by Christmas, even though, uh, you know, a lot of folks we talk to privately and and some even publicly are are questioning that timeline if it can be done. Uh, We are expected to see several committee titles from the Senate substitute package being released today, uh, as well as CBO scores, but the parliamentarian hasn't uh, finished the birdbath. I mean, it's pretty complex. It's hard to see, I think, uh, this moving forward, not only just on the procedural fact, but the fact that you have senators like Joe Manchin kind of throwing cold water on this. Yeah, should we just say it? We could just make this short. I don't think it's going to pass before the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just don't. I mean, look, you look at what, what Joe Manchin said yesterday at the Wall Street Journal CEO conference. He said, we don't need to rush into this. And and that's, I mean, that's enough. I mean, I just don't know how, I, I don't think, I, I just don't know how they're going to do this. I don't know. I don't think they're going to be able to. Uh, I think that 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 he's just not comfortable doing this, and, and it's worth saying, Anna. Like it doesn't matter if they pass this before the end of the year. This is a made-up deadline. Um, it gets more difficult next year. I, I don't doubt that. I'm not trying to say this is going to be easy in any way, shape, or form. It's not. But you know, I I, I have to. You have to just make the. You have to make the obvious observation that it's not probably not going to happen. It's not the end of the world. It gets more difficult. It doesn't mean it's dead. Uh, and the White House is kind of saying this, too. I mean, they just want it done as soon as possible. And if that is na- if that is this year, great. If it's next year, also great. Well, something certainly to watch. And just a reminder, uh, this afternoon, right at noon, I'm going to be interviewing Representative Susan Del Benny, the Democrat from Washington, chair of the new Democrat Coalition on News of the Day, as well as the state of childhood poverty, the impact of the child tax credit and the earned income tax credit on low-income communities. You can RSVP on our website, punchbowl.news. And with that, 
Thanks so much for listening. Please leave us a rating and review. It's the best way for folks to find out about The Daily Punch. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.